Hello, friends. I'm Pastor Pitts Evans. Welcome to the Whole Word Podcast. Let's get right to the Word of God. We're about to read the third chapter dealing with this prophetic individual known as Balaam. Once again, Balaam is descended from Abraham, but he's not Jewish. Uh, He does hear directly from the Lord, the God of Israel. We don't know whether this series of episodes and prophetic words were a one-off event. In other words, we don't know whether Balaam was previously hearing from Yahweh or not. But in what you're about to hear, he is definitely getting these words from the Lord of Israel. And so let's begin Numbers chapter 24. Now, when Balaam saw that it pleased the Lord to bless Israel, he did not resort to divination as at other times, but turned his face toward the wilderness. When Balaam looked out and saw Israel encamped tribe by tribe, the Spirit of God came on him, and he spoke his message. The prophecy of Balaam, son of Beor, the prophecy of one whose eye sees clearly, the prophecy of one who hears the words of God, who sees a vision from the Almighty, who falls prostrate, and whose eyes are opened. How beautiful are your tents, Jacob, your dwelling places, Israel! Like valleys they spread out, like gardens beside a river, like aloes planted by the Lord, like cedars beside the waters. Water will flow from their buckets, their seed will have abundant water, their king will be greater than Agag, their kingdom will be exalted. God brought them out of Egypt, they have the strength of a wild ox, they devour hostile nations and break their bones in pieces, with their arrows they pierce them. Like a lion they crouch and lie down, like a lioness who dares to rouse them. May those who bless you be blessed, and those who curse you be cursed. Then Balak's anger burned against Balaam. He struck his hands together and said to him, I summoned you to curse my enemies, but you have blessed them these three times. Now leave at once and go home. I said I would reward you handsomely, but the Lord has kept you from being rewarded. Balaam answered Balak, Did I not tell the messengers you sent me? Even if Balak gave me all the silver and gold in his palace, I could not do anything of my own accord, good or bad, to go beyond the command of the Lord. And I must say only what the Lord says. Now I'm going back to my people, but come, let me warn you of what this people will do to your people in the days to come. Then he spoke his message. The prophecy of Balaam, son of Beor, the prophecy of one whose eye sees clearly, the prophecy of one who hears the words of God and who has knowledge from the Most High, who sees a vision from the Almighty, who falls prostrate and whose eyes are opened. I see him, but not now. I behold him, but not near. A star will come out of Jacob. A scepter will rise out of Israel. He will crush the foreheads of Moab, the skulls of all people of Sheth. Edom will be conquered. Seir, his enemy, will be conquered. But Israel will grow strong. A ruler will come out of Jacob and destroy the survivors of the city. Then Balaam saw Amalek and spoke his message. Amalek was first among the nations, but their end will be utter destruction. Then he saw the Kenites and spoke his message. Your dwelling place is secure. Your nest is set in a rock. 
Yet you Kenites will be destroyed when Asher takes you captive. Then he spoke his message. Alas, who can live when God does this? Ships will come from the shores of Cyprus. They will subdue Asher and Eber, but they too will come to ruin. Then Balaam got up and returned home, and Balak went his own way. So this Balaam gives the last of a series of prophetic words in this chapter. We read in verse 2 specifically, the Spirit of God came on him. And so this is an anointed word from the Lord, these collective words that I'm about to read. The first one, the prophecy of Balaam, son of Beor, the prophecy of one whose eye sees clearly, the prophecy of one who hears the words of God, who sees a vision from the Almighty, who falls prostrate, and whose eyes are open. That sounds like a long drum roll to me, friends. I don't know if it was part of the prophetic word itself or Balaam's self-aggrandizement, but he uses this little formulaic intro to what's about to follow. And then verse 5 is the actual prophecy as far as I'm concerned, and it's about Israel. How beautiful are your tents, Jacob, your dwelling places, Israel. Like valleys they spread out, like gardens beside a river, like aloes planted by the Lord, like cedars beside the waters. Water will flow from their buckets. Their seed will have abundant water. Their king will be greater than Agag. Their kingdom will be exalted. God brought them out of Egypt. They have the strength of a wild ox. They devour hostile nations and break their bones in pieces. With their arrows, they pierce them. Like a lion, they crouch and lie down. Like a lioness, who dares to rouse them? And then once again, Balaam mentions the blessing and the curse. He says, may those who bless you be blessed and those who curse you be cursed. And of course, that's exactly what God said would happen in Genesis 12. And so Balaam, under the anointing of the Holy Spirit, is affirming the prophetic blessings of God that rest on Israel. That was his third prophetic word for Israel. His fourth prophetic word is a very well-known prophetic word, It contains a section that is believed by scholars to refer to the Messiah. And so um, I'll start the prophecy, and then I'll tell you when the section begins on the Messiah. So his prophecy, once again, gives this big drumroll, the prophecy of Balaam, son of Beor, the prophecy of one whose eyes see clearly, the prophecy of one who hears the words of God, da-da-da-da-da-da-da. And then it starts, verse 17, and this is the Messianic prophecy. I see him but not now. I behold him, but not near. A star will come out of Jacob. A scepter will rise out of Israel. And this scepter refers to rulership, refers to a king that will rise out of Israel. And um, most Jewish and Christian scholars recognize this as a, a messianic reference. Continuing the prophecy, this king will crush the foreheads of Moab, the skulls of all the people of Sheth, Edom will be conquered, Seir, his enemy, will be conquered, but Israel will grow strong. A ruler will come out of Jacob and destroy the survivors of the city. And so it's an interesting prophetic word. We will see in due season the full implications of that word. Balaam finishes this chapter with several very brief prophecies or oracles concerning the nations. In verse 20, Balaam saw Amalek and spoke this message concerning Amalek, he said, Amalek was first among the nations, but their end will be utter destruction. And so um, uh, not a good word for Amalek. 
And then he speaks a word of the Kenites. Um, in verse 21, then he saw the Kenites, spoke his message, your dwelling place is secure, your nest is among the rocks, yet you Kenites will be destroyed when Asher takes you captive. And so this area of the Kenites, we're not positive where this is, but this could be a reference to Petra that is in modern-day Jordan. This nest set securely in the rocks could refer to Petra. And so this could be a prophecy saying that Asher, which is a tribe of Israel, is going to take Petra captive. In verse 23, he spoke a message, Alas, who can live when God does this? Ships will come from the shores of Cyprus. They'll subdue Asher and Eber, and they too will come to ruin. And then in verse 25, um, Balaam gets up and goes home, and this King Balak, I'm sure very disgusted and disappointed, goes home. Now, something else took place here that is not going to come to light for a few more chapters. But apparently, outside of the prophetic words, Balaam gave Balak some counsel on how to mess with Israel. I'll develop that counsel a little further in the next chapter, in chapter 25, but more in chapter 31 of Numbers. And so more went on here than it takes place with these prophetic words. But the emphasis on chapter 22, 23, and 24 is on Balaam and his prophetic words affirming and blessing the purposes of God over Israel. And so, Lord, um, we thank you that even in the mouth of an opponent, your word is true and comes to pass. Even those who hate us must ultimately bless us under the inspiration of your Holy Spirit. And so, God, uh, may we bless what you bless. May we curse what you curse. May we stand for those things that you approve of. May we oppose those things you oppose. We ask all of this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Whole Word. It was brought to you by Whole Word Fellowship and the Northern Virginia House of Prayer. If you were encouraged, please share our podcast with your friends. We'd also appreciate it if you'd hit subscribe in your favorite podcast app and take a few moments to write a review. If you'd like more information on our church and our ministry, you can go to wholeword.net or wholewordpodcast.com for more information. Thank you again, and may the Lord Jesus bless you today and always.